Yo, yo, yo. Welcome into the inaugural episode of the Top 2, Not 2 podcast. It's your host, your boy, Chris. I'm here with my co-host, my main man, Dre. What's going on, baby? What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, you know, living better. Um, So, yeah, the Top 2 podcast, the Top 2, Not 2 podcast, excuse me, Um, it's going to be a podcast, you know, where we, where we discuss sports pop culture and you know whatever else comes to mind you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever we find interesting that's what we hear it's a safe space for that right um and i mean with that being said uh i'd like to jump into the nba playoffs if you'd like to dre i think we're in the heat of it you know second round got two game sevens going on today yes sir Sunday, may 15th uh so yeah, I mean, without further ado, let's let's jump right into it, man. We got the Bucks and Boston Celtics today at three thirty, Game Seven. Who you got, Dre? Mm, that's a tough one. Cause I ain't gonna lie, man. You know the the reigning champ, Giannis. Um, you know he he was looking good in the beginning. I thought, you know, I, I kind of thought he would already won by now, but you know, them Celtics is looking tough, man. And um. It ain't really no telling, but if I could pick somebody, no, I, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Giannis. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. You know, I'm I'm looking for fifty point Giannis today. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to go against Giannis. You know, at, right. at this point, you know, he's clearly the best player in the world. Right. Um. So. You know, in game sevens, you typically want to go with the best player in the series, and that's, you know, obviously Giannis. But not only that, um, they've proven that they could win at Boston on the road. Yep. Um, they've proven that, you know, they're battle-tested. Obviously, last year they won game seven on the road in Brooklyn. Um, so, you know, they, this is this is not a familiar territory for these guys. Right. Um, I do think, uh, you know, obviously not having Chris, Chris Middleton has been a, a huge hit this whole series, and I think it's going to be a hit for this game seven as well. But sure. um, I think I think a couple other guys, you know, the role players, Pat Connaughton, maybe Grayson Allen and stuff like that, they'll step up and, and that'll yeah. be the difference in the game. Yeah, they they, they need uh, Drew Holiday to be, you know, a force on defense, you know, all game two. Yeah. And put that pressure like he's been doing, you know. Oh, man, you know, they'd be good. Yeah, I agree, Um, you know, because Drew Holiday is absolutely one of the best defenders in the league. Um. And you've seen the plays he made at the end of game five, you know. Back-to-back steals. Yeah, back-to-back steals. You know, even the big three he hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of the best two-way players that we got in the game today. No, so for definitely, sure. we need a big game from Drew um, if the Bucks are going to pull this out. Because, yep. I mean, uh, you, you know, Boston's at home and, you know, their defense is crazy, as yep. we've seen. Um I mean, as good as Giannis has been, as great as Giannis has been this series, they have made it really tough on him. You know? yep. uh, I don't think I remember seeing, I mean, like, you know, besides, like, maybe the Miami Heat a couple years ago and stuff like that, and the Toronto Raptors, you know, like, three years ago. I, I can't remember, you know, in the past two years, let's say that, um, a team, a defense that's made Giannis look that, like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. That uncomfortable and stuff like that. And, but still, the dude's averaging, like, 40 for the series, so. <laughs> right, and it's crazy to talk about. It's like, the Celtics is playing, you know, wonderful defense, and he's still averaging 40. He's fucking crazy. He's still averaging 40 on their head. It's 
it, it can't you can't stop him. The thing about Giannis, I think I think is his great. I mean, he has so many great attributes and skills. Yeah. I think what's fought was you know his best by far is his motor. The dude just yep. never stops. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he 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 definitely his his motor is is, is unmatched at the moment. And, right. Yeah, right. He, the way he keeps going, and you know, especially if he gets his shot going too, he gets that midi going. You know, a couple threes is going to be tough on Boston. Yeah, it's good. You, you gotta start hitting them pull ups, and you know, it, it's just gonna be a long night for you. No, for sure. You know, guys, the the human version of a Hennessy commercial. He never stops, <laughs> never settles. Right. <laughs> All right, like I'm a corny corny joke out for the pod. Leave me alone, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, overall, I think the the, the series has been so crazy because it's like you know, you know it. Home court advantage hasn't meant anything in the series, right? So, you know, so I, it's kind of hard to look look towards this game seven and feel like you know Boston has an edge because of home court, right? Um, so I, I I don't I'm not gonna do that. You know, the, each team has proven that they're more than comfortable and willing and able to go out on the road and and take that game. Yep. So for it, sure, it's gonna be good to see. It's gonna be good to see. All right. I mean, we can jump into the next game seven. We got Sons of Mavs and Dallas. Yes, sir. Dang, that's I'm a tough you, one. I'm you go get 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 off on that one first too. <sighs> Man, I honestly, you know, first of all, I'm gonna start off with. I didn't see this series going to seven games. Um, you know, Luca has been playing really good, but you know, I don't think you know a lot of it, a lot of people around him has been playing as good as they can. But you know, they 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 figured it out and they you know they hit. Um unfortunately I'm not too sure. Is is Chris Paul still injured? Is he is he out for the series or is coming back for this game? What's going on with that? The Chris Paul? Yeah. Nah, he he good. he'll be he'll be he'll be in game seven. He's playing game seven. Yeah. I mean, they got Chris Paul, they you know, they got they they got Devin Booker back, you know, they team looking healthy. It's hard to go against the Suns, but you know, for them, for them to be playing the type of basketball they've been playing all year, and, and you know, they got the Mavs with them in Game Seven. You know, uh, I don't know. It's, it it could be scary for the Suns, but I I might I might just have to go with the. Suns. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh, the Suns as well. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because you know the series is kind of like the polar opposite of the of the last one we were just talking about. The other game seven we got right. going on today, where in this series, no road team has won yet. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's just been these two teams taking care of home court. Right. So you think that has to play into the favor of the the Phoenix Suns? The Suns, yeah. For this game seven, right? for sure. But you know, like I, you know, like we did just say, you know, talking about the, you know, the, the Milwaukee and, and Boston game seven. You know, typically in game sevens, you want to go with the best player in the series. And quite frankly, you know, I I think that's Luca. You know, yeah. I think everybody would agree that's Luca. Yeah. Um. You know, Booker's right there, um, but you know, he's probably just just a tear below Luca at this point. Yeah. Now, Luca, Luca been giving out that Luca magic. <laughs> exactly. He's he giving us that Luca magic. I think he averaging like forty two. You know. Yeah. <laughs> No, so it's gonna be interesting. Like you, uh, I agree with you. Though. I did not see this series going seven. I thought I thought the Mavs were pushing to six. 
because yeah. you know they they're a good defensive team. Yeah. They're a great defensive team, and and Luca, you know, obviously he controls the pace and and the game the way he does. You know, he's an exceptional yeah. talent. So I I I figured it. You know, it'll be competitive. You know, most games, but like I said, I didn't see it going seven. And and to be honest, the games haven't really been that competitive. You know, right. it's been like you know just kind of blowouts on each side. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Um, this game seven should be interesting. But the thing is, I would say this for the Suns, because like you brought up, they had this great season, you know, set franchise record and win. Did yep. that, you know, winning streaks here all over the place. And here they find themselves in a game seven in the second round. Right. You know, it would be an ultimate disappointment and, and letdown if they were to get bounced in the second round. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, given given all that, you know, here you are. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now you find yourself in a in a one off. You know, yeah. where you know where you know a role player like Dorian Finney Smith can go off for another eight threes. You know what I'm saying? Or Max. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you now you got yourself in this predicament where anything can happen. So I definitely believe that you know that'll be a huge letdown if the Suns were to to drop this game. Yeah, it's been looking like the Suns. You know, like they haven't been having too much trouble with them playoffs, but. You know, to go to go to six games with the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans definitely was playing some good basketball also. Uh, but, you know, going to six games with them in the first round and now being at seven games with the Mavs, you know, the, the Suns ain't looking like, you know, regular season Suns right now. They're looking like they're having some trouble. But they're they still playing phenomenal basketball. But like you said, Luka, he, he's just unmatched right now in, in the series and, you know, it's all going to come out to hunger. You know, who wants it more in this game? Right, right. Yeah, I agree. They, um, you know, they haven't been looking like the Suns that we we grown to know over the course of this season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how how they pull that off. You know, I'm interested to see how they how they go about covering Luca, because I mean, at first, you know, they were kind of just, you know, we're gonna sell out on Luca and let the others beat us. Right. And um, you know, that worked. It had its it had a success, but then obviously, you know, some of those other guys found, you know, their success, you know, like I, I mentioned before. Um and then last game we had Reggie Bullock go off for five threes and, you know, like it Maxie had like three, so it it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, well like we do know role players play better at home. So right. You know, we got the Michael Bridges, the Cam Johnsons campaign. Those guys have to step up. You know, those guys Definitely. have to step up. Definitely. Um, most importantly, though, you know, forget the role players aside, Chris Paul has to step up. The guy has been terrible this yeah. series. Yep. Terrible. He had the first two good games, game one and game two, he was pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, ever since then, he's he's been abysmal. You know, turnovers, you know, almost as much turnovers as field goals. Um you know, he he has to be better. You know, he he's the point guy. Everybody calls him that. We've seen what he did yep. in the first round against the Pelicans. We need that, you know, uh, this round. The Suns definitely, definitely need that for sure. <laughs> definitely need that in this game seven. Absolutely. Absolutely. They need him to take to take this over, you know, by, by the horns. So it's, it's going to be – I think that's going to be a, a, a good game as well. So – um. We have two teams already advanced. We have the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals waiting for either the Celtics or the Bucks. 
and we have we have the Golden Warriors, Warriors yep, yep. waiting for either the Suns or Mavs. So, um, I just want to get your your thoughts on on the the fit the the Miami and, and Philly series and how that how that kind of played out and um yeah like what what you what you think about that series did it play out like how you saw it or was there any surprises honestly i i expected you know more from philly um you know i i just i think you know harden was he he just wasn't good in this series you know he didn't do what he should do or what he can do but you know hey, at this point it's just expected of him to be who he is you know it's like he's been this player you know, in the playoffs for a while now. And he just, it just seems like he can't get it going. You know, in regular season, he's looking like he's unstoppable. You know, they can, they can be the favorites. You know, any team he's on, they could be the favorites when it comes to regular season play, you know, because he's looking, you know, he's dropping over 30 points a game, you know, in the past couple of seasons or whatever the case is. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he just can't get it done in the playoffs. And, you know, it's just, at this point, it's just like you gotta question that man. Like, you know, is this who he is? Is this what we can expect of him? Like, you know, understand what what's going on in his head, man. What he can do to, you know, improve on what he needs to do. You know, the Heat, they, they, they. It hasn't been too surprising, but you know, I, I didn't think they would have uh, beat the uh, Philly. You know, especially you know they them coming in as the number one seed and all. Um, I, I thought Philly would have, you know, beat them four two. But you know, the Heat they they strapped up. You know, they came they came in clutch and they handled business and they you know they advanced. Yeah, honestly, um, I was shocked by uh, Philly's second half performance in Game Six. You know, they just seemed, you know, uninspired. Uh, yeah. You know, like you said, James Harden in particular. Yep. Just not aggressive at all. I think he had like uh one or two uh field goal attempts in the second in the second half. Um in a game, you know, game six at home, your season's on the line, bro. What are you doing? Empty right. the clip. Right. <laughs> Empty the clip. And then and then you heard his excuse at the at the at the conference. Yeah. Post game conference. His excuse mm-hmm. was I, I passed the ball and didn't get it back. Yep, talking about he didn't get it back, you didn't know where yeah. if he was gonna get it back. Like that and that that Comments like that concern me, especially yeah. when you're dealing with a player like James Harden, who, you know, if you look at his, you know, his recent history, he's had every superstar he's teamed up with, you know, they they ended up having issues and breaking up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think the only one he probably didn't end up, like, beefing with was probably Russell Westbrook because they were actually boys, but even still, they ended up, Russell wanted to leave, you know, he's like, I'm not playing with this guy no more, like, that's my right. boy, but I'm not playing with him no more, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that, that's kind of telling. Um, so I, I and then even listening to Embiid's you know post post game press conference as well, like he called him out. He said, you know, we thought we were all getting the, the Houston James Harden, but that ain't who he is. That ain't who he is, that, that who he is anymore. Yeah, player. yeah. So he's more I, of a playmaker, <laughs> right? He's more of a playmaker. Like you gotta like you gotta listen to those type of sound bites, and you know, actually, you know, like because it means something. And um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna be interesting going forward, especially James Harden. He's due for. Uh, Contract extension this summer. Right. Him and Darren Moore, Moore are boys, so I'm interested to see how that contract situation plays out. I just don't think you could give him the super max at this point. I, I mean, I know I wouldn't give him the super max. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. 
Yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, like, you know, he just has to be better. You know, even if, you, even if you're not hitting the shots, you know, at least attempt them, you know, empty the clip. Yeah. You know, be aggressive. Show that you, you know, that you care. You want to go down on your shield. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Um, I didn't get that. You know, there was a lot of reports about, you know, he, you know, he wants Mike D'Antoni in, you know, opposed to Doc Rivers. Um, but from the press conference, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, why can't I keep messing this guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> it's just early in the morning, guys. I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, yeah, so the the Philly the Philly GM <laughs> the Philly GM <laughs> we gonna leave it at that. <laughs> he said that you know Doc is staying as the head coach, so I'm interested to see how that whole dynamic plays out. Because honestly, yeah. it sounded like MB wasn't too happy with uh, Harden or Doc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, you know, throughout this whole postseason. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, uh. I thought, you know, game six was a missed opportunity, and I thought game five, you know, they just – they came out completely uninspired that whole game. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say, you know – well, not a lot of people, but, like, you know, inside inside the NBA on TNT, you know, Chuck and them, they were kind of alluding to the fact that, oh, MB may be, you know, uninspired this game because he just lost the MVP to Jokic, you know, who's just made official. Yeah. But I, I don't think that, man. You got the guy, he's dealing with a, a, a fractured face, you know, yeah. torn hand or whatever he had. You know what I'm saying? Like, if one guy has an excuse to look, you know, lethargic and, you know, not all engaged, it's him. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he's dealing with a lot. He just had a concussion and all that. So, so I think that's more on the other guys. Um, the James Hardens, the Tyrese Maxey, you know, Tobias Harris, those guys have to step up, you know what I mean? And, um, and honestly, I, I think I think Tyrese Maxey, in my opinion, I think he was the best player in, on, on Philly this, this series, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, Tyrese, you, you, you're probably right about that. I mean, he definitely, he I mean, definitely he, was. He stepped up. He, he was doing his thing, man. I, yeah, I, I he, took he, my he hat to that, man. He, he, was, he was putting the team on his back. For sure, and um, and they needed it. You know, they needed it with you know with Harden not you know not being aggressive, right? So they they needed Maxi to to step up the way he did. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see that you know this young player coming really coming into his own. We kind of saw um signs of that last last season throughout the post the playoffs, yeah, um, the first two rounds, and so it's good to see him you know building on that throughout the year, right up until now. So let me ask you this. Do you believe Daryl Morey? Do you think Doc Rivers remains the head coach of Philly? Mm, I mean, they have history, you know, obviously, you know, from, from Houston. Um, and it wasn't a coincidence, you know, him bringing Doc into Philly after him becoming a GM of Philly. Uh, so I, I I believe him. I don't think Doc goes anywhere. I think, you know, Doc is the coach that he wants, especially the coach Harden. Um, and I think he, I think in, in his mind, he believes, uh, he could put, he can possibly, you know, I doubt it, but he could possibly make James Harden and Joel Embiid probably the best duo in basketball right now because they don't have a big three, they just have a big two. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I think, you know, he, he believes Doc could do that. Um, do any of us believe it? Maybe not, but you know, that's, that's to be continued. Yeah, I mean, see the thing is, I like Doc as a coach, but 
But, really, really good coach. Really good coach. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's. I, I don't know if this Philly job is is going to be right for him, but it's like you know, it, you know, you know. Then what job? You know what I mean? He just came from the Clippers. You know, he had Kawhi and PG. Um, I you know I I, I don't want to say Doc gets dealt an unfair hand because he doesn't. You know, if you look at his recent history, he's had you know pretty um pretty competitive teams. You know, he's been right. you know uh, built to to coach competitors, you know what I'm saying? Like right. contenders, so to speak. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel bad for him in that regard. It's not like he's been dealt a, a, a crappy hand, but I would say, you know, it does seem like it's a common theme and tune with him, you know, everywhere he goes, you know, probably barring, you know, Boston, Boston, you know, that was a little more of an extended, you know, stay, but like, it seems like the last few places he went, you know, things are good for the first couple of years. You know, it looks like he's building something special. And then when it's like, I when the expectations are actually there, where it's like, okay, we need, like, you know, they're expected to, you know, be in the mix for it, for the title or win the title. Then things start to get a little dicey with him. You yep. know, they start to fall short. Blowing leads and yep. he's like, yeah, doing this. Yep. And doing that. So it's like, you know, I mean, I think he's a great coach. I do believe he deserves to be a coach in the league. Uh, I'm not sure if the the Philly job is 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 the right one for him because it just seems like his two superstars are not all the way invested in what he's talking about. Right. And um, but I mean, you know, Doc is historically a great um, you know, personality guy. You know, he he's able to you know, get big personalities to mesh. And that's probably what they need right now in, in Philly with, you know, Harden and Embiid seeming to not be on the same page. For so, sure. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have too much of a problem with, you know, with Maury giving, you know, maybe giving Doc another year, you know, to see how this thing goes, you know, because they just got Harden at the trade deadline in February. Right. So, you know, they kind of had to spitball it, and you know, together and just roll it out there. So, right. I am interested to see how it all plays out with a uh, you know full training camp and you know whole season under the belt. Right. Since since you brought that up real quick, um, I got a question for you. Give me a quick opinion. Um, so who who do you think you know looking at looking at uh you know Philly falling short and obviously you know Brooklyn falling short. Who who do you think won the trade? Wow. At this point, like if you if you think about it right now, you know Ben Simmons not playing, you know him having to go through back surgery might not be playing for the four to six months start of the season, uh, yeah. you know, and James Harden, you know, not bringing, you know, uh, Houston James to Philly. Uh, who who do you think won the the trade? That is that is a great question, my man. That is a phenomenal question, actually. Um, I, I would say this is probably the first lose lose trade in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> he said neither side. <laughs> no, but all, all jokes aside, like it's it's been a terrible trade from both sides, man. I, I've never seen anything like this, <laughs> right? You know? Um, in all actuality, though, um, I think. I think you have to say Brooklyn won it by default because, um, I mean, yeah, they got swept this round and Ben Simmons didn't play at all. But, you know, Philly's out now, too. You know, they, they lost, right. too. Um, so now, you know, it's all it's all over. Season starts all, you know, everything starts all over. So you got to look at it, you know, going forward now. And then Philly, all they have is a, you know, kind of cooked James Harden, you know, a washed right. up James Harden, who is not the same player. 
you know, as it looks right now. Maybe he has a great offseason and turns the clock back and, you know, gets healthy, you know, whatever, you know, gets in shape, and maybe that's what he needs. But as of right now, James Harden is pretty cooked, you know what I'm saying? So you got that, and then you have to give him a big contract going forward. So I'm looking at that. Okay, and now in Brooklyn's um, case, um, Ben Simmons should just have back surgery. So your hope, the hope is that, all right, you can get this guy back for the beginning of the season. Right. You know, and obviously build, you know, build from there. But, you know, with Ben Simmons, we'll see. The guy may not ever, ever play basketball again. And right. then we'll have to revisit, the, you know, this, this conversation as well. And then it'll just, then it'll go back to, you know, obviously then Philly would, Philly would win by default. You know what I'm saying? You know, they yeah. win by default. But I think, um, you know, just looking at it, as what's expected, Ben Simmons should be ready by training camp and should be ready to go for the season. Cool. Right. So you got that. Um, you know, depending on what they decide to do with Seth Curry, they probably won't keep Andre Drummond. I know he's a free agent, so they'll let him walk. Right. Um, they might keep Seth. Um, and then they have two first-round picks from him. That's, that's the big thing for me, is that is those two first-round picks. And I think that's what, what gives Brooklyn the win by default. Because I think, as of right now, we don't know... Excuse me. We don't know what we're getting from Ben Simmons, and we kind of don't know what we're getting from James Harden. So I right. think those two cancel each other out. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, right, you know, those two were the or you know were the losses in, in the trade. So right. you got to look at what other assets were involved, and you got Seth Curry and two first round picks on Brooklyn side. So I think by default, as of right now, it looks like Brooklyn has won the trade. Right. Now, if James Harden, you know, was able to look like James Harden and Philly, you know, at least made it to the finals, you know, right. then I would say Philly won. But, you know, James Harden does not, he looks like a shell of himself. And, you know, we don't know if he's ever going to get back to himself. So what, what are we looking at? A possible second round exit, you know, uh, going forward. You know, that's what Philly's been doing the past three, four years. Right. So, um, so yeah, I would say... Hmm, I would say Brooklyn, but it's just by default. You know what I'm saying? It's not by much. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, man. Um, like they, they, they shouldn't be, you know, Sean Marks and, and the Nets, they should not be happy with that trade. You know, they, they 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 did a terrible trade. Like, how do you trade for a guy who ends up, who doesn't play a, a second of basketball for you and ends up needing back surgery? Right. Like, that's insane. Like, you're not doing your due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Right. If that's the case, bro, because that, that, that doesn't make any, like, who who are the Nets doctors and like why would you trade for a guy who one has mental issues he's not trying you know clearly not trying to get back on the court right. and then two you know he ends up needing back surgery like what the heck what the heck you know I I I think the, I think uh you know I think if if Ben Simmons can come back healthy you know at least play fifteen to twenty minutes you know starting or even ten minutes I think Brooklyn is definitely going to be a team to watch out for. For sure, um, and I, I, I honestly, in my opinion, think you know, it, if Ben Simmons was healthy, Ben Simmons would was is is a definitely a better fit than James Harden, especially because you know Brooklyn needs the defense. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's we're gonna have to wait for that and see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna real quick before we get up out of here. I want to, you know, touch on the, the the Memphis and Golden State series real quick. Um, yeah, I mean that was a that was a pretty good series. You know, obviously Jog ended up getting injured in Game Three, I believe it was yeah. Game Four. Um, 
so they uh, Memphis ended up being without it was game three. Um, Memphis ended up being without him for the last three games of the series, right? Um, which they played great, you know. And, and that's been the theme with them all season long is is they play great without Ja, you know. Right. Obviously, they still need Ja. They needed Ja to win, you know, to win this if they had any hope of winning this series. Yeah. But I think a lot of that plays into you know the fact that the ball moves more. Right. You know, it doesn't stick with one person. You know, the offense is more free flowing, and also they're a better defensive team when they without without Ja. You right. know, they're able to be longer, you know, more more physical, and stuff like that. So, um, I was <laughs> it was interesting to see them blow the Warriors out by by forty. I mean, it was up to like fifty five at one point in, right. in game in game five. Um, but then uh, Golden State ended up coming back in Game Six. It was a it was a very competitive game through about three and a half quarters, and then you know the Warriors do what they do, started hitting them threes, and you know uh, a three point lead turns into thirteen. You know you're like right. what happens? Like <laughs> and honestly, I I like the direction this NBA is going this year. I mean not not even just this year, this past couple years. You know, you look at teams like Memphis. You know this was you want to say like maybe five years ago. Uh, you know, you look at a team like Memphis and be like, yeah, against Golden State, they have no chance, you know, um, especially without Ja. But, right. you know, now that, you know, we see the type of team they can be without them and the things that, they, that they're that doing is, you know, this this day and age in the NBA is, is going to go far, especially if they keep it up the way they, you know, right. the way they're playing and shit like that. Yeah, they're gonna be a, an exciting team to 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 watch over the years. They're very young, so you just imagine that all the core guys would just continue to to grow and get better. Right. So um, they're definitely gonna be uh, an exciting team to watch watch over over the years. They kind of you know it's it's almost like you know when Golden State was coming coming up you know back in like you know the early you know teens of the 2000s you know 2014 yeah. and, and and 15 and stuff like that so it's it's uh and it's, it's funny that that's the team that they keep running into you know what i'm saying it's almost like a like an omen so to speak right one yeah. thing i'll say one thing i one thing i took my hat off to job moran also you know is uh even you know even though he got injured he didn't play much um he he's he's still been the best player for them this postseason, uh, you know, averaging twenty seven, pretty much ten assists a game, two steals. You know, he 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 he's been he's been unbelievable, and they could have kept him. I believe that series, you know, definitely would have went to seven, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and and with actually all of it. I mean, Ja is just a stud, man. The guys. He's the truth, you know. Like I said, you know, hopefully this offseason, you know, all he focuses on is that in-between, you know, probably put on a little weight too, but, you know, focus on that in-between game because he gets that in-between game, that, that midi, that stop stop on a dime, pull up in the midi. Oh, yeah. man, that's – oh, man, he's going to be a it's, problem. It's going to be scary. He it's just is going to be scary because the only, mean, his first step is second and none. Right. The the only thing I I will hate to see, I pray it doesn't happen. The only thing I would hate to see is, you know, John Morant becoming another Westbrook. Um, you know, I it, it's just hard to not 
you know, see a little bit of Westbrook in him, you know, the way he plays, you know, the intensity, the being able to score at will, you know, rebound and assist, you know what I'm saying, being able to, you know, be dominant on the defensive side also. Um, he 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 slowly reminded me of Westbrook, but like with a better jump shot. Um, but you know, I'm I'm just praying he doesn't end up like him. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that. Um, for the simple, but I, I what I do think is in fairness to Jai, well, in favor of Jai right now, which is early on, which uh, which is a great sign for him. And we you know Russ didn't have that early on. He still never he never quite got that throughout his career. It's, Jaws seems to be a little more composed yes. game down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? Like For sure. he seems to be able to make better decisions. And actually and Russ, you know, he's been pretty clutch throughout his career if you really look at the numbers. Yeah. But, you know, it's just um, you know, some of the decision making some of the decisions he makes, you know, in late games, you know, whether it's bad shot selection or turnovers. Yeah. You know, it's kind of troublesome, and that, that that's kind of been an impediment on him. And like you said, his jump shot. Um, one thing I would say, what uh, Russ did used to have a killer mid range, you know, and that's when yeah. that's what kind of like elevated him to like MVP status was when he was able to stop on a dime, kill you from the elbow at you know it was at automatic. Well. Yep, it was automatic. So, um, so yeah, I, I I definitely see the similarities between him and Ja. I would say, you know. I would rather Ja become the next Russ than the next D Rose. That's my fear is that he, you know, he, you know, and I don't even put that in the air, but I just say, you know, his play style is a little reckless. You know what I'm saying? It's a little reckless. And he's on the floor a little too much for my liking. If I was a Memphis Grizzly fan, you know, I would like, I don't even, I I probably wouldn't even be able to watch much games because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'd be stressed out, man. You know, he, he jot hits the floor almost like on every play. And, and, you know, that takes, that takes a toll on the body. You know, he's, he's slight of frame too. He's not, you know, he's not a big built guy. So you got, you know, you just got to imagine, you know, him constantly going in there with the trees and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and unfortunately he's already, you know, this year, and he had a little ticky-tack injuries last year, but this year he's missed, you know, he's missed some games. You know, he's missed a probably yep. like 30 games, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So that's definitely something uh, to to look to watch, and um, I do hope he can, you know, kind of settle down a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to play with such reckless abandon all the time, you know what I mean? But that's part of what makes him so spectacular. So it's a, it's a fine balance that you have to find, you know. I, I got a quick question for you, too. So seeing seeing you know John Moran play the way he is right in the near future right let's just say he he he's able to team up with a, another you know stupid uh, superstar of his caliber right do you think he can mesh? That's that's another great question, man. You just you're killing me with the questions. That that's that is such a good question because I've I've wondered that too. I wonder how that you know. Because I mean, ultimately, that's that you know, that's probably what you think they need to push him over that hump to get him to that next level, to where it's like, all right, Memphis, they're title contenders. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they're 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 the title favorites going into the season. So you know, I, I think it's gonna need whether it's somebody that's already on the roster to to develop into that superstar, or then you know, bringing in one, um, which would be kind of hard. Because I mean, you know, you, you don't you just imagine people, you know, free agents aren't clamoring to 
to go to Memphis, you know. So you got you almost got to think it's it's got to be you know organically grown. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting because he is um, he is a ball dominant player. You right. Know? He is a ball dominant player, and that's part of what I was saying too. And th- he probably has to play. He probably has to learn to play without the ball more. Right. You know, that off being a, a great off ball superstar is so it's so helpful and it's 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 so great when you when you want to incorporate another superstar right that's why you see the warriors they were able to incorporate kd so so seamlessly so effortlessly you know because because steph is the greatest off ball superstar we've ever seen you know what i mean like steph is steph good he he don't need to be ball dominant and still drop 30 40 exactly you know what i mean on your on your noggin you know and and he doesn't he doesn't care about to to have the ball to be have the ball in his hand all the time to be monopolizing the ball and you know so it's it's interesting um um i do think ja can mesh with his with another superstar um you know i think they would obviously have it'll it'll probably be best served as as a big you know, if you got another big, as um, that was a superstar, which is you know, ideally they would hope Jaron Jackson Jr. develops into that. You know, right. next guy. You know, that was the thinking. You know, when when they when they were construction constructing this core. Right. So I think ideally you would want him a big because you know that way you can run the pick and rolls and you know you know he can you know feed the big man like that keep him invested. Right. I think if you get a wing player, it'll be a little harder for them to to mesh. Um. But I think as Shaw gets, you know, as he gets older, gets more seasoned, then you know he'll he'll be able to, because he 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 strikes me as that type of player. You know, he he wants to win, and he he's very supportive of his, of his guys. Yeah, um, doesn't give me the James Harden vibes. You know, it's, uh, I would. But now that you asked that question, I, I would add, I want to ask the same question to you, um, uh, but about another superstar. Okay, uh, Luca. I asked that same question to you about Luca, because because that's what that's what it looks like the Mavs are going to need to actually be like legit title title contenders, right? Um, you know, to win it all, is probably another you know another superstar at, or at the very least an all star to to pair with Luca, right? Um, now he's a guy who monopolizes the ball way more than Ja. You know, his usage rate is probably the highest in the league, right? So, do you do you feel and see that he can mesh with another star? Um, I believe so. Um, I mean, we had a chance to see it, you know, with them bringing in Paul Zingas from New York. Um, but you know, Paul Zingas was mostly injured. Um, his his days on the Mavs, he 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 didn't play much. When he did play, um, they didn't win much. Um, uh, I mean, when he when he was good, you know, they. They did their thing, but it, it it's just hard to tell because um, we we almost seen it happen, you know, with them bringing in Porzingis, but you know, it, it, we definitely didn't get to see it. Um, but I think I definitely think Luca can, you know, because as as much, you know, as much he, he's a very uh big ball dominant player. Uh, but one thing about Luca, and one thing I like about his game is he he's not afraid to pass the ball. He's not afraid to let, you know, someone else score. Um, and, you know, he doesn't mind it either, you know. Um, if if he gets the right player on his side, 
he, he it, I think it'll definitely be good for him. Um, but who, there's no really telling who that player can be, in my opinion. Right, right, and uh, at the end, I think you hit it right on the head. We did, we were able to see, you know, little glimpses of that um, with, when they had Porzingis. I, I think when as soon as you said that, it made me think back to um, the 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 bubble uh, a couple uh, bubble about three years ago. Right, now, right. Um, yeah. When, when when in the playoffs against the Clippers, like Porzingis, him and Porzingis were giving them some fits, man. They were yeah. giving the Clippers. Fits and it yep. was up until Porzingis got hurt. Actually, the Mavs were leading the series. Yep, they were up uh two to one in the series, I, I believe. And then and then Porzingis ended up getting hurt, and then you know the Clippers end up end up rallying off uh three straight. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I do think I I agree. I do think Luca could do it because he's a willing passer. You know, he is a willing passer. He's like he's like LeBron. You know, yeah. Um, they you know they. They're like fake pass first guys, right? <laughs> I say that. They could they they, they could <laughs> score like, at will. They could score at will, but they're not afraid to give the ball up. But they right? yeah, exactly, and then they they will pass and they pass a lot. But right. you know, you know, their fans, their stands like to pretend like they're they're these pass first guys. Right. So you're not pass first, bro. If you if you if you're averaging like twenty field goal attempts, you're not a pass first guy. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, bro. Doesn't add up. You know, but you are a willing willing passer and he has great core vision. So yeah, I, I do think he can he can um uh do it. Actually we've seen um over the reg over the course of the regular season they were you know his usage actually went down in compared to years past. You know, they were using Jalen Brunson a lot more on mm-hmm. ball and stuff like that, having Luke off ball. And I think that's what's gonna be um I think that's gonna only gonna help him because a lot of times, especially in the playoffs we see Luca dominate the first three quarters, and then he kind of gets gassed and burnt out. Come, right. You know, the fourth quarter or, or or down the stretch in the fourth. So I think having another guy to alleviate some of that pressure, some of that uh, responsibility for him, will, will do him nothing but justice. Right. And I mean, Luca's a bad boy, man. It's a scary dude. Yeah. It's a scary dude because uh, it's just he's so he's this good already. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like this good already, and it's like, wow, this this kid, man. Uh, that's that's what happens when you're playing professional ball from like 14, 15 years old. Right. So. And honestly, you know, it it was out there that he would be this good, but I think he's he's uh he's blown the roof off of you know the stadium, and you know with with his with his skill set and you know the type of things he brought to the Mavs early on, especially you know as a rookie. Um, he's definitely doing his thing, and he's and he's been consistent. You know, every year since he's been really consistent. Right, right. Since he got into the league, you know, it's been you know it's been constant. So, so yeah, it's a, definitely good to see him do his thing. Right. All right. So, um, before we wrap this thing up, I wanna I wanna get some predictions. Who you got coming out Ooh. of the I know we got some game sevens today, but whatever. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make these assumptions on who to win it, and then we're gonna go on to who we got coming out of the East and the West. So, who you got coming out of the East? Mm. Ah man. Oh, uh, obviously, if the Bucks win today, I might have to give it to them. 
Uh, I might have to see them coming out of the East. Um, you know, we just – we obviously seen, uh, you know, Miami can't really do nothing with Milwaukee these past couple years in the playoffs. Uh, you know, um, it, it would be nice to see the Celtics against the Heat, um, you know, especially the Heat being a, a, a very, very good defensive team. Um you know, to see what Jason Tatum could do with them, you know, it, it'll be a good matchup. I think, I, I think, you know, if the Celtics move on, definitely for sure, um, that conference, that, that conference finals might go into seven games also. Um, but I think if the Bucks advance, I, I think the Bucks definitely take it in, I, I want to say six. I would say five, but I want to say six. Right, right. And honestly, I, I mean, I think I think I second that. To be honest, um, I, I I got whoever wins this game seven coming out of the East, Bucks or Celtics. Obviously, I'm picking the Bucks to win, so I got the Bucks coming out of the East. I just think um, either team um, has too much firepower for Miami, right. and they're like. If not as good, they're almost as good defensively. You know what I'm saying? Both right. teams. So I think when it comes down to it, um, the Bucks or the Celtics will have the best player in the series. Um, and then, I mean, in the Bucks case, that's why I'm picking a win today, and that's why I'm picking a win the East. I believe they'll have Chris Mitty back for for that round for that conference finals round. Right. And then I, that's just going to be far too much firepower. For yeah, that's that's over. when it gets it's going to get scary for Miami. Yeah, at that and, point. I mean they got history. You know what I mean? The, the Bucks just swept them last year. You know right. what I mean? And these are pretty much the two you know the two same teams going back right. at it. But then you look at it the year before that. You know, uh, Miami beat the Bucks in five. You know, so it's like you know the history is there. So it's definitely something something to look at. But I I got the Bucks winning today, and I got the Bucks coming out of the East. I would get if I give it a game number. I would say six. I like I like Bucks and six. That that sounds that sounds about right. Um, you know, I like them to close it out in their home court. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. I, I got a quick question for you, real What's quick, up? before we uh move on to the Warriors to the to the Western Conference. Uh, how how do you feel about um Miami incorporating uh Victor Oladipo? I like it. I like it because um. I feel like Victor Oladipo could, because I mean, I, I, I was kind of, I was kind of expecting that. I know he's been kind of injured on and off since he's gotten there, but I'm like, you know, what are they doing with him? So right. I like it because Vic, Vic could give you that that explosion on offense, and he can be another uh, elite perimeter defend, defender for you as well. Right. Um, I would say, you know, them incorporating Depot into into the lineup has kind of removed Duncan Robinson from the lineup. I know he played some minutes in the uh, the last game, Game Six against Philly. Yeah. But um, but f- f- he was pretty nu- pretty much nullified for the whole series. Right. So um, but I mean, I mean Duncan is a sniper, so you kind of want to get get that guy on the court, and give him some minutes. But like I said, Oladipo is more of an X factor, you know, because right. he can give you that offensive explosion, as well as um, you know, lock down on some of the some of the good perimeter players on the opposite team. So I do, I do like that. Um, I, I feel like, you know, they brought him there for a reason. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so, so, uh, play them, play the guy. I like, I like them incorporating all the people into the lineup. Yeah. How, how do you feel about it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, him playing the minutes he has been playing, uh, he's definitely been 
some type of help, especially, you know, the help that they not getting from Duncan Robinson. Um, I think it's been really good for them, especially, you know, him being a two-way player also. I expected more when they, you know, when they did acquire him. Um, yeah, me too. You know, I expected more, you know, but like you said, him being injured and not playing much, you know, we, we haven't seen it yet. Um, maybe hopefully, you know, he gets, you know, healthy soon and possibly become part of the starting lineup, you know, and and show us, you know, what he could do on a on a team. Because we know Victor Oladipo. I mean, he's he's always been he's always been a very good player, you know, star a superstar caliber player in my eyes. Um and we know what he could bring to the table, but you know, like you said, him being injured, we, we haven't seen it yet. Um yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Vic is a gamer, man. I mean, we've seen Vic in, a, you know, in his prime at the height of his powers. You know, he, he you know, his best, his shining moment was that first round series against against the Cavs when he's on Pacers. You know, he was right. he was going bar for bar with Braun in some of them games. You right. Know, you know, so it, it clutch threes, everything. He was yeah, he was doing thing. Facts. This is a guy who averaged, you know, for like a couple of years, averaged, you know, about 22, 23 points, you know, a game. Right. He is he is a bona fide scorer. He is very capable of playing at a high level. So I, I am glad, you know, they're, they're incorporating him back in. Um, like you said, I, I thought he would have a, you know, much bigger impact, but, you know, injuries and stuff like that played play a role into it. Um, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of guards. You know, their guard room is pretty full. Right. Know, like they have a lot of guards. So, uh, you know, even Kyle Lowry hasn't really played this this past series, you know, and they were right. able to still win without him. You know, Kyle Lowry hasn't really looked that good. But that's that's another subject for another pod. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, getting into the Western Conference, um, I, I'll start with this. The Western Conference, I, I like, obviously, I, I told you guys earlier in the pod, I like uh, Phoenix to win this game seven. Yeah. And... I, I like Phoenix to win the West. I think they beat Golden State, even though like throughout the you know this series, uh, this season series, um, and then even last year's season series, like uh, Phoenix, you know they kind of matched up pretty pretty bad with Golden State. Golden State was able to like get the better of them, even like game. I think it was game like where Steph, you know, obviously Clay because it was early in the season, Clay, uh, you know, a few other like starters didn't play, right? And you know they were still able to beat beat Phoenix fully loaded, you know, Phoenix had all their guys. But I do think Phoenix will win because, I mean, Golden State, they have, for me personally, they have huge deficiencies that I feel like, you know, they won't, they won't win you a championship. You know, they're a team that, that foul a lot, they foul a lot, and um, they're not that good at rebounding. Granted, right. they, they dominated Memphis on the boards this past right. series, which was – which was crazy surprising because they were they were small, right? And you know, they still and they like I said they're not that good of a rebounding team. So they went they played small and not that good of a rebounding team, and then they still dominate Memphis on that. I think that's you know immaturity. I think that's you know youth and experience. You know that played into Memphis Park, right? You know because you know the Warriors are a team that shoots a lot of threes, so it's not just on your bigs to uh, to rebound the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like your guards and your wings, they have to be invested in you know in in that in rebounding the ball as well because you because right. when you're shooting threes it's typically a lot of long long boards and stuff like that so you know it's going to go past the bigs you know and uh so and i think that's what the warriors 
had, you know, they had all five engaged in grabbing those boards and the 50 50 yeah. balls and stuff like that. And Memphis, not so much. And you know, think, you know, it was going to be scary for Memphis when, you know, Jaws leading y'all pretty much in rebounds, you know, him averaging like eight a game. Right. Right. You know, and uh, freaking Kevin Looney had 21, la- 21 boards last game. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Like you can't have Looney putting up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, excuse me. You can't have Looney putting up uh, you know, Kareem numbers on the boards. You know? right. that's, that's just not gonna win you win you playoff games. Um, but with that being said, um DeAndre Ayton, who has been I my personal opinion, has been terrible this past this this series against the Mavs. Yes. Um, I think he has to be huge for the for the Suns going into the next to the to conference finals against the Warriors, you know, punish them on the small ball. Um, the good thing about Aiton is that he's good at defending in space on the perimeter. So, yeah. um, so they able, so that's why he's able to stay on the floor, you know, opposed to a lot of other big men like Steven Adams. He got kind of got played off the floor because, you know, he's not able to defend in space and cover guys like that on the perimeter. Right. So um, I think, uh, you know, and then you got the battle between CP and, and, and stuff, you know, that's always that's always must see TV. So that's gonna be good. For sure. Um, yeah, man. I, but I, I I think ultimately I think that goes seven, and I think Phoenix, you know, edges that out again. You know, home court advantage plays into into effect with them. Yeah, um, they've been they've been they've been unstoppable at home all exactly. season. Exactly, they, yeah. they've been unstoppable at home. Um, you know, they, they're a great team. So I, I I got Phoenix winning that in advance into the finals. A quick quick question, right? If if Mavs do if if Mavs is able to pull it off in this game seven, do you think that breaks the Suns? If the Mavs are able to pull it off. You think oh, that man. breaks the Suns team? You think that puts the dagger in their heart? You know, you know, especially I, what they've been I, building, what they've been I trying think to do. You have to really look at I think you really have to look at it. Because, I mean, you got CP, who's 37. He's not getting any younger. Right. And he hasn't looked good this series. So right. So, the Mavs end up winning. That's most likely because he has a bad – he's going to have another bad game today. Right. And, you know, I, I mean, you you don't want to break them up because, they, 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 you know, the, the core is still pretty young. So right. He's, like, the really only old guy. But it's going to be interesting to what you do going forward because the Western Conference is only going to get tougher. You got the Clippers who are getting Kawhi and PG back. They'll be they'll be a uh, title contenders next year. Right. You got the Lakers who will be back in the mix next year. You know, right. LeBron's not going. You know he's not about to have back to back years in the slums of the Western Conference. Right. Um, you got the Pelicans who showed that they're going to be a team to look out for. Um, I mean, who knows what Utah does? You know, they might be one of the teams to actually fall off but we already elevated three teams you know what i'm saying so if we got right. one that's go- falling off we already got three teams that are elevated so um i mean yeah the western conference this is the this is the sun's time this year is cp's year like he has to get it this year if he doesn't get it this year i don't think cp ever gets the ring um and i don't I, think the sun i don't think the suns make it back to the finals if they don't if they don't do it this year i don't think i don't yeah i, I completely agree with you i don't think cp gets it unless he goes teams up with LeBron on the Lakers. He's missing, honestly. CP could do that. If that if that's a possibility. If it can't happen, that'd be much see uh much much 
must see TV for sure. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I mean, so it's a, it, it, it's a lot, you know. Like, the Suns they have to win today. They have to win today. Like yeah. they have to. You know, the no, Mavs they, yeah. they, they have lose. to for sure. It's okay. It's been a success. They pushed the best team in the league to seven games. Yep. You know, um, when Luca, you know, I mean, Luca's not a hundred percent, and he was just injured last series. You know what I'm saying? So the guy is not hundred percent. So you got to think, you know, for the Mavs. If they were to lose, you got to think going forward, they're very confident, you know, just want to add like one, I think they just, they just like one, you know, like a legit score away from, you know, being that championship contending team. You know, they need that other wing score, to, you know, to go with Luka, you know, relieve some of the pressure. I, lo- I love Jalen Brunson, but, you know, he's just a little, a little miniature. Um, so it's just, you know, the consistency and scoring there and, and when you get get into the playoffs and you know honestly it, the playoffs are like you know they're like two different it's like two different seasons within the playoffs you got the playoffs and then you got the the final four teams you know, right and, you know which is the conference finals and that's when that's when things get a little even more dicey you know that's when they start really honing in on on matchups and stuff like that you know what i mean and, right i think know. i think i think definitely the bucks take the eastern conference i think the suns take the western conference today um, and I, the reason why I say that too, because I'm, you know, I'm looking at something right now, and I see somewhat sort of, you know, a coincidence. You know, uh, if if you really look at the teams that played against each other, Miami number one seed, Philly number four seed on the east on the Eastern Conference side, Bucks number three seed, Celtics number two seed on the Eastern Conference side. Then you got the Suns, number one team, Mavs, number four team on the Western. And then you got the Warriors, number three, Grizzlies, number two. Yeah. You see how that you see how that correlates? You see how number one team is going against number four, number three seed going against number two on both sides. Yeah. You know, number number one seed already advanced, number three seed already advanced. We still waiting on number one seed to advance, and we still waiting on number uh, yeah, looks we like did number three to advance. One, one, three matchup in both the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely looking like what we had it for. And it, it, it's funny because that, and with that being said, what you just said, what I said to my prediction, it looks like we're having a finals rematch from last year. Right. You know, which brings us to our last question: then who's the champion? Who, who, who goes home? Who's the last team standing? <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna be tough. Um, I mean, the Bucks is still looking good despite you know losing PJ Tucker to Miami. Um, I you know took a hit. Um, but they Bobby, they defense has been great for them. Yeah, he been he stepped up. He stepped up big time, and they defense is still looking as good as it was last year. Um, if not, maybe better in my opinion. Right. Uh. But you know, uh, yeah, man. I think, I think, in my opinion, man, uh, I think, I think, you know, that 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 fifty piece nugget is coming again, man. If it comes down to the to the Bucks and the Suns again, and I yeah. think Giannis, you know, it's just it's just hard to go against Giannis, you know. But especially the Suns, you know, they've been playing phenomenal basketball all year, you know. Um. um Devin Booker been very good, you know. Uh, 
we would like to see more out of CP. You know, um, DeAndre Ayton has been good until this uh, this uh, this playoff. You know, this round, he's been good until now, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I definitely give it to Giannis. Definitely give it to Giannis to take it off for sure. Yeah, and I, I hate to keep, you know, agreeing with you. You know, the listeners probably in my head is like, damn, these guys just agree on everything. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and no back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate to keep agreeing with you, but, man, I agree, dude. It's, 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 hard to bet on you. it's hard to bet against Giannis right now. To go against him, I mean, like I said, we, we could both be wrong, you know, later on today, you know, if they right. pulled it through. Right. But, you know, I, I think they I think they will. I think he will. And it's yeah, just hard to go against him, you know. I, I think – he last year in the finals, he he kind of took eight in soul. Yes, that's what I was. Saying. I was just about this, to say that. Yep, I think it's going to be the same <laughs> thing this year. Like, yeah. You know, so I, they have nothing for him. Phoenix has nothing for him. I, I love Book, man. I would love to see Book, you know, get that get that ring because I know that would solidify him. Because you know, even people still be having questions. Like they they giving all the credit to CP and stuff like that. Yeah. But which honestly, I which honestly you know. You know, like you said, book is you. We would love to see him. Um, uh, but honestly, I think, and this is just my opinion. You know, honestly, I think the Suns not acquiring Chris Paul. I don't think they become the Suns that they are right now. Just in I, my opinion. No, I agree. I agree. They definitely you. You can't take the, Chris Paul. Definitely played a huge part into this culture building that they got going on. You got to look right. at what he did in OKC. I mean, he did not. He's a, he, it's, it's absolutely true. It's like whatever, whatever team he, whatever team he he puts his hands on, he he just makes them better. He makes them better. Yeah, yeah. He makes them unequivocally better. But I would say the the Suns, in fairness to them, they were they had a decent season um, the year before he came. Um, they 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 definitely went up in in in, in the wins, and then yeah. when when the bubble happened, it was unfortunate they didn't, they couldn't make the playoffs regardless of what they did, but they did come right. off like eight eight or straight eight or nine straight games in the bubble where they won and they beat some good teams. They beat the Clippers, uh, I believe the Nuggets. So they 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 were looking good, you know, to, at the end of that season, and then right. you know they got Chris Paul, and then they. The next the the, the off season and they came into the next season obviously number two team in the West and went to the finals. So right. um, so yeah, um, I definitely would like to see you know I wouldn't mind seeing you know book get one. Not I don't care too much for CP so <laughs> hey don't make no never mind. I, I like I would like to see CP get one man. I mean he he. He, I, I mean, think he's yeah. deserving of one. In my, in my yeah, opinting, I yeah, think he's I deserving. Of one. I would say that if if, he, if CP really get one, it'd be like, all right, you know, what I mean, the guy, the guy deserves it. But, right. You know, I, I'm just saying, I won't be mad if he didn't. Yeah. I feel you. I won't be mad if he didn't. <laughs> I feel you. But um, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess we both got the Bucks, you know, hoisting another Lombardi. I mean, another Lombardi, another Larry O'B. Yeah. Um. At the end of the year, you know, obviously. Giannis will be Finals MVP. Nobody's gonna take that from him. I mean, dude, at that point, you know, there's there's gonna be some conversations to be had if that happens. You know, some conversations to be had. Like, where is Giannis on that all time list? I mean, last question. You know, before we wrap it up, I just wanna, I just wanna get your your hot take on this. If Giannis, if the Bucks were to win this, 
Giannis wins Finals MVP. Another ring, obviously. Is he higher on your all-time list than Kevin Durant? Mm. In my opinion, I would say yes. Um, and the reason why, and the reason why is because you know you look at Giannis, you see, you know the type of player he's become. You know the work ethic he has put in. You know, um, you know him in these past couple of years, him being able to win a, a championship with the Bucks team that he's been on since he's got drafted. Yeah. Um, you know that 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 speaks that speaks high in character to me. Um, you know, Kevin. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna throw too much shade on on KD. You know, he's he's a phenomenal basketball player. Probably one of the best offensive players we've seen in basketball. You know, for a seven footer, the way he could you know dribble, shoot. You know, all all the all the firepower he has. But the one thing I would say is, you know, to me, to me, you know, KD being on the Warriors, those rings don't count to me. And I think that's why he's trying to win one in Brooklyn. Right. Um, because, you know, he's trying to show people like, oh, yeah, I can do it on my own, too. But, you know, we've seen what's been going on. We've seen, you know, he, he's been trying. and it's, it's hard for him because he, I don't think he's built for it, in my opinion. He's a very good basketball player, you know. Definitely top five right now. Uh, but you know, seeing what the Bucks, you know, and Giannis has been able to do, he's been doing things that KD has never done in his career, and I just put it like that. Yeah, man. Um, again, I agree. Um, because honestly, for me, and I think this year was like the impediment of this. I think this year was like the. The epitome, rather. I think it really showed us, put in perspective. It's funny that these guys played the same team, you know, right after each other. Right. Because I think it it showed a lot. Because if you want to, and I'm going to take you guys back a little bit. A couple years ago, before Giannis signed his extension with Milwaukee, um, you know, he was set up to become a free agent. Right. If he didn't sign that extension. Um, And there was a lot of talks about, you know, Giannis to the Warriors. Giannis to the, because it was right after KD left, you know. Right. A lot of cap space and, you know. You know, to the Warriors, to the Lakers, he had yeah. a lot of options. So you know, Giannis had everywhere. So, but you, we, you know, just just speaking on the Warriors because that's where KD just left. That's where KD went. Right. Himself, Giannis could have went there, and you know, they would have dominated the league. It would have been you know unfair. You know, what I'm for saying? sure. He would have ran off like three straight. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. For sure. So he didn't do that. Right. He didn't do that. He stayed. Right. And I, if I remember, if I remember correctly, Giannis' quote was. You know, I'm not worried about a championship. Yeah, because he, I mean... He, His goal well, he, was MVP. Yeah, I, I, I think he was, you know, he's definitely worried about it, but he was more so like, he believed in himself, you know what right. I'm saying? He believed in himself that he can that he can make that happen there in Milwaukee. And, um, I mean, you look at it, like you said, you got Kevin Durant and OKC. I mean, these guys are in very, very similar situations, you know? Uh, right. Milwaukee, OKC, those are both, you know, Small markets, you know what I'm saying? That they were drafted to, that they were, you know, they, that they came up in in early right. in their careers. And then here you got one guy who, you know, when the going got tough, you know, and the first time he had to leave, he left. Jump ship. And he joined the team that beat him, that eliminated him, that he blew a 3 1 lead too. Right. Now you have another guy. And honestly, and honestly, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, honestly, I think, you know, 
at that time, you know, the, the Warriors, they, they couldn't do nothing with KD. You know, if, if KD was more dominant, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, he had Westbrook who was trying to take over the games. Um, and you could argue that, you know, that's the reason why they lost. But, you know, if, if, if KD... No, but a lot, of, a lot of that series was was was, Kate, was on KD. Yeah, you, yeah, of course, for sure. But, I mean, you we could, you know, we could say it's on KD. We could say it's on Westbrook, depending on, you know, how things went, you know, late in game. Westbrook, you know, trying to be more of the ball-dominant player in the game, you know, whatever the case is. Uh, but, you know, to me, the, that, that Thunder team was better than the Warriors. And and I think, you know, if they would have ran it back again and if they had the opportunity again, I think that Thunder team could have beat the Warriors, you know, in the playoff series. Um, but like you said, man, KD just jumped ship. And... Yeah, and definitely. I mean, they definitely would, you know, you know, whether you think that they were better or they were up there with them, they, they were definitely – you know, on similar levels. That's why they were up 3-1 on his team. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, they, they clearly were able to beat him. So, yeah, to jump ship like that is, is crazy. Right. And, but I, I bring all that just to bring up, I think that shows us where their mental fortitude is, you right. know, where their type of mindset is. I think Giannis is, is uh, I think he's meant more, I think he's far more mentally tough yes. than Kevin Durant. Because, I mean, even Gian, it was a video that surfaced on the internet in last year's playoffs of Giannis talking to P.J. Tucker. I think it was during the Nets series. Like, he was like, he's like, man, I, I don't care anymore. You know, like, I've been booed. They kept, you know, I've been, they counted at my free throws. Like, I yep. don't airball free throws. I don't airball threes. Like, dude, I don't care. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to play. Like, I'm just trying to win. You feel me? Right. And I think that, that, that that's really his mentality. Because, I mean, you look at it. Yeah, the guy he'll take all ten seconds at the free throw line, and then you know, and he'll make it. You yep. know, or, or he'll miss it, but he won't be scared to drive to the basket again. Right. You know, he may go over five from three. Yeah. But he'll pull. He'll pull the last one. You know, when his team is down four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and he might hit it. You know what I mean? He's not scared. You look at that, and then you know, just a side note. You look at a guy like Ben Simmons, who who hasn't even looked at a three-pointer his whole career, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it right. just shows you the mental fortitude that Giannis has. You know, yeah. He doesn't care about his failures. He's willing to try again. So you take that to the Celtics series. I think the Celtics were able to just completely disengage KD. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. once, once the first two games, they were all in KD's shit. You know what I'm saying? They were all in his body and, you know, like, you know, making him real uncomfortable. He got disengaged. Right. And that's why you even see in game one, he blows the coverage with Tatum and Tatum gets a an easy spin layup, you know what I'm saying? Right. Katie's ball watching or whatever, just froze up. It's just that that type of stuff will never happen with Giannis. He's always right. going to be engaged. You know right. what I'm saying? No matter if he's, you know, he's five for for 19 from the field, he's still going to be engaged, going right. 100 miles an hour. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's the big, the big, big difference between them, and and I think that's what it's showing right now. Here you got because if you look at it, the first two games, Giannis like they, the Celtics had Giannis playing shooting terribly. You know right. what I'm saying? Like he 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 was shooting terribly. You never seen Giannis shoot thirty something percent from the field. Like right. like that's not you know that's not something you see. Right. Um, but he didn't care. He kept he kept at it. He yep. kept going. Kept, kept shooting. Going, kept going. Kept, kept going shooting. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not gonna stop me. I, I think we, we we saw Kevin Durant get disengaged, and he was just like, all right, I'm ready to. I'm ready for the summer. You know what right. I'm saying? We, these guys are better than us. You know what I'm saying? I can't beat them. You know, and I feel like that. That that's you know he's not as mentally strong as 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 a Giannis, so I think that's what was coming into play. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, to me honestly, KD he he went to the Warriors just to get his rings. He's like I can't be. He didn't want to be another one of those you know very very great 
players that didn't get a ring. I know he didn't want to be a part of that class. And, right. You know, I think that's why he went to the Warriors, the guy's ring. And if he would have stood, if he would have put the, his feelings to the side, he, you know, he maybe would have got more. Most likely would have got more. You know, right. but at the same time, it's just, you know, it's, to me, yeah. honestly, it, it, we can even say it now. Giannis is better than KD. We, we can say it now. Yeah. Yeah, Giannis, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And like I said, he had another one to the – he had another ring, you know, FMVP to his his resume. I think it's I think it's kind of clear, you know, right. all time. You know, he got a D, he got a DPO. You know, obviously KD never had that. Right. Um, I mean, you know, and the dude's only 26. Right. So you, you got just got to imagine. A lot more basketball to play. Yeah. A lot more basketball, basketball player, play. you know, yeah. it, it, you know, Giannis is slowly becoming the face of the league, you know, yeah. especially, you know, with Braun, you know, becoming, you know, older, you know, father time catching up to him now, even though he's still looking young, he's still playing young. Um, you know, it's it's just a matter of time before Giannis is, I don't want to say the next Braun, just, just the next face of the league, you know. Yeah, and that, that, that's definitely where we're at. Um, this is Giannis's world and we're all just living in it, man. We're right. At this it. point. <laughs> Giannis, don't make us look bad, man. You hear saying you're crazy. Right. We're going to have to do a whole other episode if he lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he flat Giannis be deleting this episode, brother. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think we, we, we touched base on everything, man. This is, you know, actually we ran longer than, than I, I thought we would going to you know you got some good conversation yes sir um we got some good basketball uh, we've had some good basketball throughout this playoffs and we got some good basketball on today so i'm definitely excited to see that man um i mean you got you got anything else for people dre no i'm good man i appreciate you know everybody you know uh listening you know whoever does get to listen to this i appreciate you know that the is you know i, I would love some feedback for sure you know, you, you could reach me uh on IG at Y O D E Y O one five nine. And uh you could also reach my brother at plug plug your IG in, brother. Yeah, yeah, my uh you can reach me on IG at Chris D E J eight. So that would be Chris C H R I S D E J and the number eight. Very simple. Follow us on IG, tap in, slide in our DMs if you got any questions. Um, yeah, man, we, 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 we're willing, you know, we're willing to hear what you guys got to say, you know, add some topics to the pile. Like I said, this is a free discussion. You know, it's not just, you know, strictly sports. Um, we, and we're in the heart of the NBA playoffs right now, so so we're, we're touching on that. But, right. yeah, man, we're open to talk about a lot of other things. So we'd love to hear what you guys think and, you know, want to hear about. And also, you know, this is our first episode, the inaugural episode. So, you know, uh, as far as production-wise, you know, we'll only get better. Right. You know, as far as, like, you know, the pod, you will only get better as well. So, you know, just want you guys to, you know, grow with us on this journey. And um, thank you for taking this ride with us, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate having this conversation with you, my brother. And until next time, man. Until next time, baby. And we out. Top two. Not to. Yes, sir.